Welcome to the Tan and Brad Hoffa Day Podcast. You know, the more well-known you are, I guess the higher your standard of living has to be, the more people you have working for you and all that. So for you and I to sit here and think a million dollars, you know, oh my gosh, how would you spend a million dollars, you know? And then, but we don't, if we had people working for us, we had accountants working for us, stuff like that, it would add up really quickly. But a hundred million dollars for a podcast. What do you do? There's only two of you. There's a guy that he, he goofs off with and, and him, and that's it. Oh my goodness gracious. Sit in your mom's basement and make a hundred million. Oh my goodness. And we're not making a tenth of that. Good gravy. If, uh, <laughs> by the way, if it, if it sounds like we're we're off uh, off kilter, what it is? It's the Half a Day podcast. I'm Brad, and that's Ted. And uh, we're discussing that there's a a gentleman who has a very successful podcast that just sold it for one hundred million dollars. Now, help me out here, because I, I know Joe Rogan, but the only thing I know Joe Rogan from, he's the guy that sold the podcast. Um, the only thing I know him from was from Fear Factor. I used to love that TV show. I used to watch it all the time. You know, where we make people do gross things and stunts and all that kind right. of stuff. But he's also a comedian. Is yes, that what he's he was? also a comedian. He's also a comedian. He's in California at the present time, and uh, and so. His big thing was, well, since I can't be on the circuit right now because of COVID, he really dove and put a lot of extra effort into his podcast. I mean, he's had a podcast for like, I don't know, four or five years or something like that. Very successful podcast. But I mean, he got to the point when he started marketing it and then... I mean, can you imagine $100 million just for going and and, and talking? So so my question is, what's he doing that we're not? Is it just notoriety? Is I it think just he's name looking. and notoriety? Better looking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll give you looking. that much. I'll give you um, that. He's probably better looking than both of us together. I, I'm thinking so, because we don't do the comedy circuit. Yeah. You know, so, um, and I listened to his podcast. I wasn't really too overjoyed. I mean, does he have a topic that he follows or well, anything like, like that? Like he was having a problem. He's in California right now, and they're under lockdown, and he's talking about how he's probably going to have to move out of California and find himself... Uh, Another, um, I think he was talking about going to Phoenix because they're opening that up in the comedy clubs because you can't do comedy clubs in California right now. So he was, you know, talked about that. But he's a very, I wouldn't say he's a libertarian. I mean, he likes Trump and he doesn't like Trump. And I mean, he just plays right down the middle. He really doesn't have a political atmosphere. But if, if you listen to him, I meant he's, you know, a, a hard charger for getting things done. Okay, so be honest now. Do you actually listen to a podcast? Oh, subscribe? yeah. What, Every, what podcast do you subscribe Dan to? Dan Bongino. What is that about? Uh, I, I hate to say it. It's hardcore conservative um, you okay. know, podcast. I listen to it every single night. Wow. Every single night. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I guess because I'm up so early in the morning, you know, getting to hear the radio station, that I don't. I mean, if I'm traveling, if I'm going to be on the road, for, and, and, and again, our commutes here to the radio station every morning, yeah. I mean, we would only get 10 minutes of a podcast, or, you know, 15 minutes at the most, uh, especially my time in the morning, there's no traffic, and uh, your time, by the time you're done, rush hour's over. But if I'm going on a road trip or something like that, if I've got to make a trip up to Nashville or whatever, I'll, I'll crank out a podcast or two or four, you know, up and back type thing. And but, what do you uh, listen to? I mean, it's mostly stuff that we have, we've done here uh, you know, the other podcast that uh, we have on J Radio, like the um, um, the uh, 
well, the intersection of faith and culture, the one that I did with Katie, or uh, this one here. I've listened to, to ours just to make sure we're making sense. Uh, the other ones that uh, um, that we do here, the um, Work Tech Fund. Work Tech Fund, yeah. And then Run for God. Run for God. I've listened to those. So, And then I've listened to others, too. There's a, a couple friends of mine here locally that have the, uh, the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast oh, yeah yeah you know yeah, jc gross and those guys mm-hmm. and things so um but you know again if i if i had a longer commute or if i had more available time in the evening i, I may get into it you know that type thing but uh but podcasts is all the rage uh, hopefully people are listening to us and yes. still listening to that please listen I, to us i think our audience has grown more than four people now is I it think, six now? It may be six. It may be six. So I you think, got Trevor and Olivier to listen. Well, to. My, no, my mom, Trevor, Trevor's. Not. Well, actually, Trevor did listen when he was over in Afghanistan. Oh, okay, well there you but, go. Uh, <laughs> here in the Tennessee Valley, where we are, uh, last night or yesterday afternoon, we got the the latest download from the uh, the Tennessee state governor, and uh, Governor Lee has they're loosening up restrictions again on the restaurants. In fact, here in the next couple of days, restaurants here are allowed to go to full capacity. Right on. Uh, amusement parks are allowed to open up. Music and venues and cool. things are, are allowed to open up and all that. There's certain restrictions still, like playgrounds and things. And, and so our big music festival is still full speed ahead for August 1st. Yep. How do you personally, you and, and your wife, Beth, how do you all feel about the opening or the closing? Is it too fast, too slow, or what? Oh, I think we're right on, 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 I think we're right on target. I meant uh, people are going to be still wearing masks and doing the social distancing thing, but... I really believe that there's um, this. That this is the time and this is the place to start opening things up because after the economy is just crashing and uh, just hearing the numbers of the people that are unemployed and, and such like that. But it's just so good. I mean, Dollywood's going to be opening up again. Like Winnie's going to be opening up yeah. again. You know, people are going to be getting back to normal. I think there's just been this um, dark cloud hovering overing overing us over us to say nope, you can't do this and you can't do that. And now. You know, it's not the person that's dancing. It's the person that joins that person to dance. So when they first see a person go to Dollywood or they go to uh, Lake Winnie or they go to the Tivoli, they'll be like, well, that person went, so I guess I can go too. And I think it'll just be a a snowball effect. And we're going to get back to normal quicker than some of these naysayers are not saying. So uh, we're good to go. You know, I've been real big here recently saying and on social media and things, you do you and I'll do me. Because I think there's a lot of judging. There's a lot of shaming. There's a lot on both sides. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't believe you're wearing a mask out in public. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you're not wearing a mask out in public. Don't you care about people? You know, and all of that. And uh, and so I'm big on you do you and I'll do me. And whatever you're comfortable with, I'm fine with that because you have to do you and you and your family. Um, but I think, personal opinion, I believe that people are just watching, like you said. Yeah. And I think there's so much cabin fever right now that Ugh. people have that they're about ready to you know, jump out. And as soon as they put their toe in the water and they find out that the water is not going to boil their toe off, I think they're going to be out and about. When I was on vacation and I was way up off Chilhowie, I mean, I was back up in there. I could not imagine the amount of people that were back up there with me. I was just amazed. I was just like, what are you guys all doing here? You know, and people are tired of being clamped indoors. What do you think is one of the strangest things you've seen with all of this quarantine and shelter at home and stuff like that? Uh, It's got to be my wife, Beth. I meant uh, she doesn't have a what they call the N95 mask or the regular mask. Mm hmm. 
She has a full-on respirator. Oh, wow. The double respirator. Yeah. I saw a guy at a restaurant Sunday have one of those on. That was probably the um, weirdest thing is my wife wearing that and me going, yeah, I'm, I'm with her. You know, <laughs> Did you have a mask at all on? Um, I think I have my N95. I got an N95. I got one like seven months ago. Yeah. It's just been sitting around. So I got for Christmas time, uh, our youngest son, Chipper, got me. They're almost like, it's, it's like a... I wear it when I ride the motorcycle, and you can pull it up, or you can lay it round and round. You know, you can pull it around. It's a, it's like a scarf type thing almost, All but right. it's like a, you pull it over your head and over your neck. So I was wearing that for a while, and then one of the Christian artists, Danny Goki, sent me a mask that says "Love God, Love People." Awesome. And so, um, but my whole philosophy on the masks were, if I came up to a store, and I noticed how many people coming in and out, if over half of them were wearing masks, I'd put mine on. Uh, again, not for me, but for uh, um, you know, for them. If they weren't wearing masks, I didn't wear one. You know, inside there. So um, again, you do you, I do me. I think one of the weirdest things that I've seen in the whole uh, um, quarantine and all this stuff is how the shows like American Idol and The Voice and uh, Survivor, the finale to Survivor, all those. I mean, if you can imagine all of these shows that takes multitude of people together on stage and all of a sudden they're broken up in all these different zoom call type things in different rooms and stuff that's pretty cool to see now, how they've pulled I, that I, off i don't i i um, you know uh beth's got everything dvr'd to the point of no return and we don't do the reality thing so kind of explain to me what yeah. what would american okay. idol look like? like for example american idol you've got let's, let's get down to the final. you have five finalists okay okay Five finalists, normally you've got the three judges and the five finalists, and therefore a finale, they'd all get up and they'd all sing. They'd probably have a guest star that would come in and sing with them and, and all of that. Well, uh, let's jump to The Voice. The Voice is the one that just finished uh, this past Sunday. So Lauren Daigle, one of our artists, sang a duet with one of the finalists. Her name was Just Sam, was the name of the finalist. And so you've got the three judges or four judges on The Voice they're all in their homes with their cameras, with their you know laptops or whatever they're they're using for their cameras, and then you've got Sam, just Sam, that had to record her part. Lauren Daigle obviously had to record her part at the Ryman, and they had to produce you know produce it together. Oh my! And the videos and everything, and so even the at the finale, like the finale of Survivor, it got down to the final three, and so Jeff Propes, who's the 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 host of Survivor. He's doing the whole finale from his garage with a setup, and they've built him a set and everything behind him, and uh, he's got a couple cameras there filming. But you've got the final, the, the three finalists, and they're in their own living rooms, you know, split screen on the on the TV screen with their families, and then he reads out the final votes and everything, and then he gets down to the winner, and then you see the winner go crazy in his living room with his family, you know. Or as before, that had been before a big studio right. audience and everything like right. that. So it's it's been it's been neat to see how people have adjusted, yeah. how entertainment has adjusted. I mean, for you know, I just got off a, a Zoom call with Zach Williams, one of our our J Fest headliner, one of our artists. Okay. You know, whereas before a record company would put Zach in a rental car and they drive around all these different oh, radio yeah, stations yeah, yeah. for visits. You yeah. know, take go to lunch or whatever that right. type of thing. Come in the studio and record a bit. But in this case here, they just send out a Zoom meeting invite and me and five other radio station program directors were on this Zoom call and we're all able to talk to Zach and wow. answer questions and he's talking about the song and all of that. So, you know, pretty cool. And but, you know, uh, and, and and they're 
there is just one thing too that I just want to add is that there's a lot of companies right now, a lot of tech companies that have just basically said, we don't need to come to the office anymore. Yeah. Stay on home. I'm wondering how many people, once this is all said and done, how many companies are going to say, just work from home? I mean, think about the utilities, the office space, and all that stuff the that they're not going to have to pay. Been saving. Yeah, yeah, that's for true. Hey, you know what? We, we really thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And, and if you listen to J103, we thank you so much for that. But, you know, if there's something else that you'd like to listen to that's really positive, and we're talking from rock, reggae, rap, hip-hop, I mean, even show tunes, check out J Radio. If you've never checked out J Radio before, or maybe you checked out J Radio a long time ago, it's completely different now. It's almost under, if you've ever seen Spotify or if you've ever seen Pandora, it kind of goes through that um, through that reckoning. And so you can actually pick out certain songs. You can pick out uh, certain artists. You can actually pick out certain moods. So uh, one of my playlists is one I use on trail, which is uh, about 150 beats a minute. But... You kind of tap that out and, and you kind of just kind of, you know, walk along to that. Another one is relaxing reggae, uh, just positive Christian reggae from great artists like Christopharai. And and so anything that you can think of that's positive, that um, promotes hope and encouragement, you can also find it on, on J Radio and you can find that for your iPhone or your Android. Yeah, that's right. OK, so a current song that you're uh, you're really digging right now, Brad, on J103. Oh, mercy. What would be the hot one right now? I mean, for me, it's probably There Was Jesus with uh, uh, Zach Williams and Dolly Parton. Yeah. Uh, just a, I mean, an incredible song. He wrote it on his album that came out the, the first of this year, the end of last year. And it was just a song that he did it acoustically in a part of his concert. And uh, um, Dolly Parton heard it. She asked him to come and be a, uh, if she could re-record it with him and do a duet with him and everything. And so the video is phenomenal. It's incredible. And so now it really is. Uh, Zach talks about a time in his life when he was about as low as he could get spiritually. Really? And, and yet God was there the whole time. And he said it's been that way through all his life. There are times when he would hit rock bottom or whatever, and there was God during that time. There was Jesus that whole time. So that song for me, we t- I tested that song. I sent it out in a test with all of our current songs. Yeah. Um, and we weren't even playing it yet. I just wanted to see if people knew the song, what they thought about it. And it came back in that test as our number seven overall song. And we weren't even playing it yet. Wow. So I added it right to heavy. That's why you're hearing it now on J103. The uh, new one from 10th Avenue North, No Shame. Yeah, why? What's it about that song? Yeah, you know, it, that one line just really sticks out to me. You know, it, it basically says, I can act a fool and, and, and there's no shame. I, I can actually, <laughs> you know, step out and fail and there's still going to be no shame. And I think that's, that's one of the things is, um, to me, is like... Um, I'm very influenced by people around me, and if I fail, I feel that I, I've done them a disservice. And so when it when I, I heard that, and it was like, you know, I, I basically can mess up, and, and, and there's no shame anymore. Yeah. Romans 8.28, or is it 8.1? It's one of those. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know that's uh, that's probably the swan song for uh, uh, 10th Avenue North. You know they were uh, they were calling it quits at the end of May. Oh no kidding. Um, yeah, they were breaking up as a band and doing their own special th- you know solo things and stuff and and going different ways. They just say they felt like it's run its course and mm. and everything. But then their tour here in the spring, of course, all the dates got canceled and stuff like that. So right. they're probably coming back in the fall just to fulfill those concert dates and then they'll be done. That song also features the Young Escape. Uh, um, in there as well. They're kind of helping them out with that. So um, anyway, um, 
you just took a vacation last week. Yes. And uh, and spent a lot of time on the trail. What's new fitness wise? Anything coming up? Any new observations from the trail? Yes. Or any new trails you would recommend people it's, check uh, out? Let's let's talk about that. Um, you're not going to believe this, but there's actually social uh, social distancing. Still. How's that? There is. Uh, there are signs that are at the trailheads that say make sure you keep away six feet from uh, other parties or something like that. I thought that was kind of odd. Because the trails that I usually run are, you probably see like two people and that's about it. So, but um, yeah, social distancing is out there on trail. So um, I, I covered about 75 miles and some of the highlights was if you've never done the Eureka Trail, the Eureka Trail starts in Athens and it goes to, um, I'm trying to think of where it ends up at. It's it's a, a six mile course, but what it is, it's railroad tracks that were tore up and they replaced them with with uh, concrete, and so it, they call it rails to trails, and that's my big thing. I mean, I love rails to trails, and because I've done the Silver Comet, which is yeah, hundred miles one. down there in Georgia, right? Chief Lakota, which is also in Alabama, but anyway, so rail to trails is my big thing. So I was looking forward to that. That's that's uh, right outside um, Athens. You can uh, see a big Eureka trail, and there's a trailhead, and that means you can park your car there, and you can do eight miles, so that's really good. Also did something called the Slick Rock Group, which is off the Chilhowie Mountain. Is uh, um, it, it, You park way up at the very top. What a beautiful uh, – I mean, God just gave us just an absolutely beautiful week uh, last week when um, – I guess it was the third – second week of May? Yeah, second week of May. And so um, the trailhead – you, uh, it's hard to find, but once you find it, it goes down to Benton Falls. And Benton Falls is like this 100-foot waterfall, but it doesn't, the water doesn't fall. It kind of just kind of glistens on down the rocks, and it's, it's really beautiful. Did that, did a, a bike track called Raisinwood. Raisinwood is down in Dalton. It's basically right in the middle of Dalton too, but it's got like it's got like fifteen to twenty miles that are just kind of really compacted. But if you like uh, if you like green and and you love trails and and you know get down to Raisinwood and ride the bike. And then I did the George Disney Trail. Have you ever done that before? I have not. Okay, mm-hmm. George Disney was a gentleman who fought in World War One, I, I believe it was. Well, they buried him on top of the mountain, right there above, um, uh, right above Dalton. And so they got a trail that goes behind the Georgia uh, State Patrol. And you wind that all the way up to the very top. And so that was a really good hike. I, I, you know, I just love being out when it's this kind of green. You know, it's not that dead green as it's going away. It's still that fresh, vibrant green. So, yeah, we put some miles on the bike. And, yeah, we, we got some good got some good trails in. So, Brad, with the rails to trails, is that hard on your feet and on your ankles and joints? It, it can be if you had the wrong kind of shoes. I mean, you wouldn't want to go out there with just the uh, you know regular uh, shoes that uh, you'd wear around uh, the house or something like that. I mean, you got to have sneakers on. The best thing you can do is there's a there's a a brand new brand. I think I, I mentioned it earlier. It's Hoka One Ones. Hoka One Ones. Hoka One Ones. And there's one called the Gaviotas. You may want to look into if you have a chance. And the reason why is the padding. It seems like the new trend is to put as much padding on your feet as possible which is actually a a really good idea yeah 
And so you have maybe like an inch and a half of padding because you're walking on solid concrete or you're walking on asphalt floor. Yeah. And the whole thing is uh, about five miles long. And that goes from Athens to Inglewood, oh, which wow. is very scenic. And you'll, you'll really enjoy it. So, yeah, make sure you have the right kind of shoes. Are you still using it. zero drop shoes? Not using zero drops anymore. Are you not? No, I, was, I got in. In fact, if you want to buy my uh, Ultra uh, Lone Pines, <laughs> you are welcome to it. I got two brand new pairs that... I've never touched before, and so those are going to be for sale. You know, if you want to inquire, uh, call the radio um, station. Two years ago, you know, I get one pair of shoes a year for my birthday. Oh, and uh, and so I've been using Ultras. I, I love those. Those are a zero drop shoes. And when I went in there last year to buy a year ago, this past April, to buy new shoes, um, I bought a pair of black ones, and then they said, "Hey, in your size, we've got this other pair over here that we're getting ready to discontinue. It's only one left." And it was the exact same shoe that I'd had the year before. Okay. So it was like over half price off. And so I bought two pairs. And so now this year I didn't get a new pair of shoes, but I had these in the closet. So it's like getting a brand new pair. Rock on. And I had there. So anyway, but yeah, I love them. I love them too. And you're right. When you're on the trail or, or on, especially on that, something like that, running or walking where you have to have the good shoes. For me, the new fitness thing that we do, you know, back in April, our son, who was in Afghanistan at the time with the Army Rangers, he challenged us to do 100 push-ups or sit-ups or pull-ups or 100 of something right. every day. He called it the 3,000 Challenge, and it was kind of in honor of a, a fallen Army Ranger. Okay. And so I put it on Facebook, so I was going to do it. And I had several people, a few people here at the radio station joined up, and so every day. We did 100 of something. I did 100 push-ups and crunches is what I did. So I did two of them every day. Well, then the month of May rolled around, and uh, I reissued the challenge. I said, okay, why don't we take this from a 3,000 challenge? Because if you do 100 of them a day for the month of April, right. you would have 3,000 of them, reps that you would do by the end of the year, end of the month. I said, let's let's up it by 50. Let's do 150 something every day so okay. it's over 4,500 4, a day so every day for the month of May we've been doing 150 push-ups and crunches is what I've been doing I do it every morning before I come in here so okay hold on um, a second let's, let's stop the tape right there you're saying that you do 150 push-ups yeah and 150 crunches yes all at one time. Right. Like, I'll crank out 50 push-ups. Okay. And then I'll stop for a second, take a breath, you know, take a couple minutes. I'll do another 50. And then I usually switch over to the crunches. And I'll, I can slam out 100 crunches at once and then take a little bit of a break, catch my breath, and do the final 50 crunches. And then I'll spin back around and do the final 50 push-ups. Now, for those that don't understand what a crunch is, explain that. Yeah, a crunch is not a full sit-up. You know, a sit-up is where you go all the way back, shoulders touch the floor, and you come all the way up to your knees. Right. You know, but a crunch, you you start off kind of uh, um, in the upward part of the sit-up. Oh, the upward part. Yeah, and instead of going all the way back, you just go back until you can feel the pressure and the tension in your abs, and you stop there. Okay. And then you come up, and you kind of hold it for a second, come up. You know, you hold it in, in the, um, what would that be? That would be the negative. You hold it in the negative. When you get all the way down, or all the, uh, back to where you can feel the stretch, right. you stop, and you hold it for just a second, and then you come up. And that's a crunch. And the reason you do that is because you can focus more when you do full sit-ups, right. a lot of that is range of motion and the momentum can carry you back and forth. And a lot of times if you're doing a full sit-up, you're not really focusing as much as you can on those ab muscles. Ah. But when you're crunching, when you're going back, it's like you can feel it. It's like if you're ever in the gym and you get a, a pair of dumbbells and you, uh, you know, if you're just going to do 
curls with a dumbbell you know if you're not careful before you know it, you got your hips and your shoulders and everything into it and okay. you're, you got momentum going but if you just start with your dumbbells in the upright position and then you go down slowly and stop about halfway hold it for a second and come up now you're really focusing on just the muscle with no momentum right so it's called negatives is what they're called negatives it's, is called when negatives. you feel the the burn yeah when you go down on something is on negative like on ah. bench press if you're bench press you take the bar off of the off the supports right the negative is when you're coming down ah okay and then you push and so a lot of times if you have a good partner which you always should have a spotter in the gym you can do negatives to where you just you fight the bar on the way down. You let it go down as slow as you can, and then your partner helps pull it back up. Okay. And then you fight it on the way down again, and that's called negatives. Okay. Um, now, you can do something really crazy called 21s, which if you have a, a barbell, like a curling barbell type thing, where you start off, um, and you start off and you just do the just the positives, like halfway, halfway in the curl, you just do the positives. Right. You know, up, you know, up, and then you stop and go back, you do seven of those. Yeah, you do seven of those, and then you go to the midway point, and you do seven of the ah, negatives okay. like that, and then you do seven full range. So you got 21 that you're wow. doing all at once. So that'll blow you out big time for All right, sure. so I need to hold you – I need to have you hold me accountable because um, yesterday I started up on my, um, my, um, my plank routines again, yeah. getting that, and, um, you know, I haven't done push-ups for like a month and a half. Right. So I did six. Oh, sweet. Good deal, man. So Now, how long are you holding your planks, though? If you don't know what a plank is, a plank, you get down like in a push-up position, only you're on your elbows, your forearms and your elbows, and you just hold it for as long as yes. you can there. Now, since I'm, I'm starting up again, mm-hmm. I'm doing 30 seconds. Sweet. And then taking 30 seconds break and then going 30 seconds full, which is almost like a full push-up, but yeah. you, you stay up. But um, gosh, I think in November I was doing, um, you know, a, a minute of uh, three minutes. Yeah. You know, each, you know, with that 30 seconds rest. Right. So we're so we're building up. So um, just hold me accountable and okay. ask me in the next podcast, you know, how many push-ups can you yeah. do? Because I'm, I'm trying to get back up into the 20 range where I was before, but I'm I'm not there just yet. Gotcha. So. Yeah. When I was doing planks before, I would do a three minute plank. Good gravy. And then I would take a minute off and then I would do a two minute plank and I'd take a minute off and then do a one minute plank and then. After about a minute or so, I have to peel myself off the bathroom floor and come into work. <laughs> so, and he does this at four in the morning. Can yeah, you imagine that's right. That? That's right. Crazy. All right, question for you. Hit it. Would you, well, let me let me tell us about first of all. You know, there's other podcasts that we have here at J103 mm-hmm. that uh, you can access through J Radio or through Partners Group, where, wherever you get your podcast at, Spotify or wherever it is. One of those I want to tell you about is myself and a good friend of mine named Katie Smith. We call the intersection of faith and culture. You know, living a Christian life can be tough at times uh, because the culture is living opposite or antagonistic to the Christian faith. But yet, there's sometimes when you really haven't felt convicted by the Holy Spirit not to do something or, and again, I'm not talking about anything illegal or, or unethical, but it's just something like, for example, a certain TV show or a certain song, or, Hey, how about this? There's some Christians that actually like to drink wine, but what if, if God hasn't impressed upon you that that's wrong? Should you other people? He has said, no, you shouldn't drink like me. How do you handle that? That's what the intersection of faith and culture is every month. Katie and I tackle one of those issues, and we head through that intersection together. So check it out wherever you find your podcast, and you can find that out. All right, Brad, would you rather mm-hmm. Would you rather never run out of battery power for whatever phone or tablet you own okay. or 
always have free Wi-Fi wherever you go. Oh, I'd rather have free Wi-Fi wherever I go. Oh, really? Oh, definitely. Oh, Why is that? Oh, because, you know, one of the things is, uh, I mean, imagine you're back, you know, on trail and maybe you're good gravy. Sometimes you can be like 20 miles away from the nearest cell phone tower and you're trying to think, man, should I take in that trail or should I take in that trail? <laughs> Where the heck am I? And God bless Google for right now and, and other things and all trails is actually a great app. They have now, you know, got got it down to where if you miss a trail, I mean, you can go, oh, it's that one. I mean, they've got it down to a science, all these little off ramps. So, yeah, I mean, if you're 15 miles back in and you're from the nearest cell tower, you're 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 host. I mean, you're just like, okay, I've got a fork in the road and something that goes right down the middle, and I have no idea where it goes. So yeah, I'll take the free Wi-Fi anywhere on planet. What Earth. app do you use for most of the trails around here? It's called All Trails, which All is Trails. really good, and um, it's it's awesome. It, it first of all, it gives you how to get to the place. Yeah. Because there's a lot of trails where around trail here are. where the trailheads are, but there's a lot of places, and I actually had this happen last year, is there's this one called Lone Wolf Trail, which is actually off a of fire road, and I think I was out there, I kid you not, I was out there for an hour just looking for the road to try to find the trailhead. Wow. So, but all trails... Since I got this this app downloaded, um, it's very simple, and it tells you the directions on how to get to the trailhead yeah. from where you're at here in Chattanooga or right. in Cookville or, or wherever you are. And then it'll give you a map of what the whole trail is, and then after that, it will give you, hey, these are the trails that go off of it and such like okay. that. So it'll so. give you GPS as you're actually yes. on the trail. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you know, God we have that. <laughs> I would agree with you, I think, on having the free Wi-Fi, the free internet service wherever you are, because honestly, if you don't have the internet service, what good is your phone? I mean, now I can understand the battery. That's a good argument for why you would never want to run out of battery power. I mean, think about it. No more carrying charging cords, no more having you know all the spare batteries or anything like that you would you would never go dead right so that would always be a good thing but yeah i'm with you i think the free wi-fi would definitely be that uh, um you know big have a big taste of that sweet sweet wi-fi pie all the time now That'd hold on awesome. a second let me see if i can back it up though because we're of a different generation what if you ask chipper what yeah you, i don't know i don't know i'd have to ask him say? my son is 23 years old um i think he would probably say wi-fi too really okay. yeah because of the the gaming and things that he does and things like yeah, that he would true. never want to glitch and stuff i mean there's times when amy and i'll be downstairs watching something on netflix and he'll come out are you on tv you know because we're messing <laughs> up his game if he just lost a life or something but anyway <laughs> all right last question here yeah, would man. you rather and a lot of people can relate to this because of how they've been cooped up in their houses. Would you rather never have to clean a bathroom again or never have to do dishes again? I'd never want to clean the bathroom again. Really? Oh, never clean the bathroom how again. How come? Well, you know what? Because maybe um, there's this unwritten rule at the at the household that I she cooks and 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 does all the thinking things and i do all the the menial tasks okay so i do the dishes um every night you know clear out the dishwasher put them in the dishwasher stuff like that but the bathroom 
I don't even like going into the bathroom. <laughs> I, I don't. I meant uh, I'm the kind of person that's just like, I'll avoid this at all costs. There you go. What about I, you? I, I would agree with you. I mean, dishes, I do dishes every night too. We have an unwritten rule at our house as well. Um, and it's kind of one of the love languages. Amy's One of Amy's love languages is acts of service. And so I made a commitment years and years ago that when she gets up in the morning, because again, I'm out of the house before she is, that she'll never, ever find a dirty dish in the sink. Wow. And so that means if it's, you know, right before I'm leaving for work in the morning and I've got my, my mug that I just drank my tea in and I go to the dishwasher and they're clean from the night before, I got to unload the dishwasher real quick before I go to work. And so I always do that. So to me, dishes is no big deal. Right. And my family will tell me that I'm the only one that knows how to load the dishwasher. Everybody else, I hate the way the rest of my family loads the dishwasher. Dishes everywhere and all over the place. I'm like, that's not going to get clean that way. But anyway, um, but the bathrooms, yeah. I mean, I will. I will clean bathrooms. Yeah. And I'll help Amy out from time to time. But uh, anywhere there. Hey, I've got a treat for you. You oh, were yeah. talking about helping you hold you accountable. Um, let me hand you this. All right. What is this? Don't look in it yet, but just kind of pick the pick the, the lid up there and smell a little bit. See if you can, or hold it up and see if you can smell it there a little bit. Well, I said don't look at it, but you did. It's okay. All right. What do you think? Dude, I would devour this in a heartbeat. Right, well, I want you to try it. I want you to, it's something that I smoked. You know, my kids got me a smoker for my birthday last last month. And this is a London broil with raspberry chipotle seasoning on there. Now, I'll tell you, before you say anything about it, I did cook it a little bit longer for my taste. Um, I think another 30, 45 minutes, we'd have a good piece of jerky there. But uh, but anyway, there's a real pretty smoke ring on it. I can see that. Um, and this is what we had last night for supper. Dude! We got to hire you as a full-time cook. <laughs> you like it? It's a London broil, which is actually top-round steak is what it is. Do you know what I had for dinner last night? I kid you not. Uh-uh. Okay. Carrots? Yeah, we had some carrots last night with that, yeah chives didn't have any chives last night apples oh wow garlic and a little bit of turmeric so no meat that was <laughs> dinner yeah we had that the top round there and oh amy, my God, amy made some macaroni and cheese that's one of trevor's favorites and, oh. and she steamed up some carrots and some broccoli and things and then oh and pickled beets we had some pickle beets that were refrigerated. Right on. Pickle there. beets are I, good. I love those. I, I dig those. So what do you think? What's your what's your thoughts on Dude, that? Dude, this there? is a plus 10. I mean, I'm serious. You know, for those that don't know, we actually have a barbecue pit. Not Well, actually a barbecue. A barbecue here at the radio station. And so uh, we're now going to nominate Ted to be the head chef <laughs> because if you can cook stuff like this. I mean, Clark did a great job when Clark was yeah, here. Clark, Clark was, our, was a good our, chef. Our he, former he was a chef. chef on a submarine. He, yeah, so he's good stuff. But I think, Ted, you're you're... Your your perfection is, is coming very close to that. Well, I appreciate that. appreciate that. And that's going to bring us to an end of half a day right on, uh, for you there. So God bless you. Have a great rest of your month. And uh, we'll see you back next month with another edition of half a day. Good stuff, huh? Good stuff, Holmes. Have you felt the kick yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit of a spicy kick to it. You have been listening to the Ted and Brad half a day podcast.